three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Have You Seen Me seamlessly picks up where Gossip Girl leaves off, but with more sex, more lies, and more dead bodies a la How to Get Away with Murder and You. When a coveted member of a group of entitled yet ambitious 20-somethings goes missing, their deadly secret is threatened to be exposed. But the real question is, who will be next? Read Have You Seen Me by creator Candy Washington on Amazon Kindle Vela or listen and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. Where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. As always, I am your host, Candy Washington, and I am so honored to help you lead a more joyful life. So today we are going to be talking about how to end friendships and, and heal after a friendship ends. So I'm going to break down the three parts of it. One, the why. Why do you sometimes need to end a friendship? I think we always talk about breakups and romantic relationships. Oh, when it's time to leave a relationship or break up or whatever. But we rarely talk about our friendships, our platonic friendships, whether they are same sex or opposite sex or whatever. So let's dive into that. We're going to talk about the why. Then I'll talk you through how to break up with a friend. And then I'll talk you through how to heal after that friendship ends because that is also a healing process in and of itself. But before we dive in, if you need any additional support, any additional help on your journey to self-love and self-worth and self-care, then you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching section with me. It is linked below. You can grab the Create Your Dream Life course. You can get our Journey to Self-Love journal. You can join our VIP Facebook group. And you can also get our free Art of Self-Love Masterclass. That is a free masterclass that I'm offering to everyone. Again, everything is always linked below, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel, subscribe to the podcast, share with a friend. It really helps us out, and comment, 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 and let me know any of the questions that you have. So with that, let's dive in. So when it comes to ending friendships and healing from it, let's first talk about why. Why would you want to end a friendship? I think the reasons are very similar to why we want to end any relationship, even if it's a romantic one. If your friend is constantly, and I think this happens a lot in, in friendship dynamics, which is why it can kind of not be so clear, but if your friend is verbally or emotionally abusive, it's time to end that friendship. And I think that we don't often talk about in friendships verbal and emotional abuse. We talk about it in romantic relationships. We talk about it, you know, in, in family dynamics. You know, my mom was so critical. She always put me down or, you know, my husband, my wife or whatever was always so demeaning and disrespectful to me. They cheated, blah, blah, blah. So we talk about it in those relationships. But what does emotional and verbal abuse look like in friendships? 
It can look like being nice, nasty, doing little passive aggressive digs. Do they compare you to other friends? Do they not invite you out when you want to go out? Do they say really nasty things like, oh, are you wearing that out with us tonight? Or of course they, you, they dumped you like your, your relationships never work out, right? So think about the people that you are friends with. Do they say things that are demeaning, that are disrespectful, that are slick, that are put downs, but then they sort of laugh it off or just expect you to take it, or you feel like that is just the role you play in your friendship group. Like you're just the one that is the butt of the jokes, that's picked last, that is always put down or whatever. If you feel like that, either in your friendship group or in a friendship dynamic, then that is a sign that you probably need to end that friendship. Because any type of interpersonal relationship, and that's just person to person, whether it's coworker to boss, sister to brother, child to parent, spouse to spouse, whatever it is, friend to friend, there can be toxic and unhealthy and abusive behavior that happens within those dynamics. Sometimes in society, it gets almost, and I'm going to say female friendships, but it happens in men friendships as well. I'm not just singling out one sex, but I think sometimes in society, it's even glamorized. Think about the movie Mean Girls, right? Think about hashtag frenemies, you know, hashtag squad goals, you know, uh, who's the queen bee. So sometimes those dynamics are even glamorized in society where that there has to be one person who is on top, not just because they're doing great, but because they feel they have to be putting somebody else down, stepping on somebody else in order to be in that elevated position, right? So sometimes those toxic dynamics, that toxic behavior and friendships are even glamorized. So what you need to do is take an inventory of your friends an inventory of your friendships. These can be close friends. These can be just be your friends. And these can even be people that you associate with either socially or professionally, but you interact with them enough where being in their space and being in their energy is meaningful and impactful to you in the quality of your own life, right? So do an inventory. When I'm hanging out with this friend, how does this relationship, how does this dynamic make me feel? If you feel put down, if you feel disrespected, if you feel emotionally abused, if you feel verbally abused or whatever, that is a huge sign that you need to get out of that friendship. Other signs, oops, sorry guys, other signs that you might need to reevaluate your friendship is are they just a negative person in general? So this is different from them, what we were just talking about before, being verbally or emotionally abusive to you, you know, being disrespectful to you or making you the butt of the jokes, whatever. This is just a negative person in general. And we all know those negative Nancys or those negative Neds where there's always a problem. Either there's always drama, there is always uh, something going on, there's always a crisis, or they're just always negative. You know, they never feel good. Nothing is ever going right. The world is against them, blah, 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 blah. If you are friends with someone who is constantly in drama or constantly causing drama, is constantly negative, is constantly in crisis, is constantly just a downer, that will affect your own 
mental and emotional and spiritual and maybe even physical well-being and psyche. So be mindful of, is this person just a negative energy? Because you want to make sure that the energy you have around you, the people you have in your space is uplifting, is positive, is supportive, is all of those things. Because if you hang out in that, it will seep into you. You'll start having those same negative beliefs. You'll go from high vibe to low vibe. You'll get drawn, drawn up in somebody else's drama or somebody else's chaos or somebody else's crises. Like, it's okay if at times someone is going through a dramatic moment. It happens. Someone is going through a crisis. It happens. Someone just isn't feeling good. It happens. But when there is a pattern of that, when it, when it is somebody's state of being, that's a huge sign that you might want to reevaluate that friendship. Because who you hang around with rubs off on you will be a distraction on what you want to do in your life. You can't want a positive, happy, healthy life, and you're hanging around negativity and drama and downers all the time. It doesn't work. If you're clean and you jump into a barrel of mud, you're going to come out dirty. You're not coming out clean. But the mud stays dirty. So there's nothing that you can do to save your friend, to get your friend on the other side, to get your friend clean, if someone wants to be in the mud and dirty and you keep getting in the, the mud pen with them, then the both of you are just going to end up dirty. You can't get dirty enough to make that person clean. That's just how it goes. Another sign is jealousy. You know, if you feel like your friends are frenemies or, you know, friend enemies or friend rivals and they're jealous and they're making passive aggressive digs or they're putting you down or they're not supporting your vision for your life, that is a huge sign. There's nothing more dangerous than a jealous person because that jealous person might do anything to sabotage your happiness and your joy and your success. Find people who genuinely want to support you, who genuinely want to see you win who's not threatened by you, who's not threatened by your looks, your success, your relationship, your energy, your vibe. They're just not threatened by you. They're not. So if you have a friend who you have an idea or you have something you want to do and the first thing out their mouth is something like, you can't do that, that's a stupid idea, that'll never work out, if they put you down, that's not truly a friend. Or if they, you can kind of tell that they're kind of jealous of you. We all know when someone's jealous of us, right? That's a bad sign. Because that means at some point, they're going to want to take what you have. And if they can't take what you have, then they no longer want you to have it. And that's a very, very dangerous person to be around. Don't stay in friendships because you feel bad for the person. Don't stay in friendships because you've known them forever. Don't stay in friendship because you think you're going to help this person. Don't stay in friendship because you think, you know, you'll never find another friend or another friend group or you'll be lonely. No, none of that. Only be friends with people who pour into you, who aren't jealous, who aren't emotionally and mentally abusive, who aren't negative all of the time. Be friends with people who reflect not just where you are, but where you see yourself going in life people who you aspire to be like, and people who can pour into you. 
that goes into another reason why you should end friendships. If your friend or your friendship group, if they're just stuck in the same, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. That's another thing. You can end a friendship just because you've outgrown where you are with the person. It doesn't mean the person is bad. It doesn't mean that something big and dramatic has to happen. Sometimes you just outgrow that friendship. So if you have a friend or a friendship group and they're all in your mind stuck, maybe for them, they're happy with it. Like everybody doesn't want the same thing. Maybe the way their life is, their lifestyle is what they consider to be great and happy and successful and they're and they're cool with it. But if you are stuck in that same lifestyle and you want more or you just want different, not necessarily even more, but you just want something different for your life, right? Because their life choices is okay for them. But if you want something different for your life, you don't necessarily need to end those friendships, but you might want to add on to different and find Find different and new circles who reflect the more and the different that you want to be around. So just because we're ending friendships doesn't necessarily mean that the friends are bad. It doesn't. Sometimes we just outgrow them. So now that we know some things of why you want to end friendships, right? They're, they gossip, lots of drama. They're negative. They're verbally and, and um mentally abusive, they are jealous, they're stuck and uninspired, or, you know, they put you down in passive aggressive ways, or if you've just outgrown the friendship, you've just outgrown where they are, those are some reasons why you want to end the friendship, okay? Now, let's talk about how. How do you end the friendship? The way you can end a friendship is one, you can have a conversation with your friends to address the issues or address the matter, just like in any type of relationship, right? If there's something going on within your friendship dynamic or in your friendship group or with a friend, you can have a conversation with them because not everybody knows that you're upset by something or that something isn't working. So if you feel like the friendship is soluble, if you feel like you maybe want to continue the friendship or have some form of relationship with the person, have a conversation with them. Talk to them about it. Work through it, right? Have the conversation before just chucking the friendship. Because sometimes it's communication and being honest and open and then taking an action plan to how to move forward in a healthier way can really save a friendship. So before we just cut people off, depending on the situation, actually have the conversation with them. Go get coffee with them and say, hey, you know what? When you say this, it makes me feel like this. Like, let's talk this through. Or when this happened, you know, it really didn't feel good. And this is blah, 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 right? Have concrete examples because talking in abstract never really gets anywhere. Come with the energy and attention and intentionality that you just want to have a conversation. It's not a confrontation. It's not a fight. You're not blaming. You're not angry. You're not expecting anything. You're just saying, hey, you're my friend this has been said or this has happened and I want to talk about it. So that's how you go into that. The second is the slow fade out. So say you know for sure that you no longer need to be friends with this person. You can slowly fade out. Text back a little less, call back a little less. Don't go out with them as much, right? You can do a slow fade out to the point where the friendship may just 
organically and naturally run its course. So the slow fade out is always there. The third is you could just take a break from the friendship. You could take a break. You could either communicate that with your friend or you could just take the break. Just take a break. You know, you could be like, you know what? I'm going to be really busy for the next couple of months. I'll reach out when I have some time. And then after that couple of months, take a re-inventory. Do you actually want to be friends with this person again? Do you want to work on the friendship? Do you want to contact them? Take a break. Get some clarity on the situation, right? Get some clarity on it. Take a break. The next is you can make a clean break. <laughs> so this, again, you could communicate to the person, you know, this friendship is working out or it's ran its course. It's time to just, you know, sort of let this friendship be, let this friendship go. And then to make a clean break where the communication stops, the hanging out stops. It just, it is what it is and it's over. Give yourself that space and time to just make the clean break. So again, you can have the conversation to address the issues and see if you can save the friendship or modify it. You can do the slow fade out where just over time it naturally runs its course. You could take a break from the friendship and then reevaluate once you've got some space and clarity. Or you could just do a clean break and just let the friendship go in its totality. But here are some pointers and insights on ending a friendship and how to heal from it. The first thing I would say is create boundaries with mutual friends. So if you are in a friendship group or if you have, you know, friendship groups that overlap, you could even talk to your other friends and be like, hey, you know, me and Sally Sue are no longer really friends. Totally fine to invite her to stuff. Just could you give me the heads up, depending on like how the friendship is. And you could also say like, I would really prefer if you did not talk about me to her and don't talk about her to me. Because you want to not be messy and you don't want to be petty and you don't want to be drama because then that makes you the toxic friend. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, that person's a toxic friend. We need to not be friends. But you want to make sure that you're keeping your street clean. So you can create those boundaries with your mutual friends. You know, we're not really cool anymore. Happy to be cordial in, you know, group settings. But just want you to know what's going on. You know, don't ask your friends to take sides. Don't say, if you invite her, don't invite me. Or you invite me, don't invite her. Like, you don't want to do any of that stuff. You can say, if she's coming, I'm not. And you can take your own ownership of it. Or if he's coming, I'm not. That's fine. But you don't have to make them choose. You don't have to make your friends pick sides, right? The next is focus on taking care of yourself. Because even if the friendship is toxic, even if it's a frenemy, depending on where you are in that journey of ending the friendship, it can be painful to, to end a friendship. Any relationship dynamic ending, there can be mourning, mourning of it. You might miss the friend. You might mourn the friendship you had or what the friendship you thought you could have. So do some things to take care of yourself. Reach out for support to friends that you do know, like, and trust. You know, I think we talk a lot about healing and the mourning period from romantic relationships, but we rarely talk about what does it feel like when either you no longer want to be friends with somebody or somebody no longer wants to be friends with you because that's also painful, right? It's also painful when you're friends with someone and they no longer want to be friends with you. 
So even in that, when that happens, take the time to take care of yourself. Give yourself the time and space to heal, to mourn the friendship. Reach out to friends that you know, like, and trust for support. And you can also journal out your feelings. The same things that we would do with anything comes to an end or anytime we're disappointed or we're going through a mourning period. Journal it out. Talk to someone. Have your self-care, your self-care plan. And then also allow yourself to grieve the end of the friendship. Whatever that grieving process looks like for you. And then reinstate those healthy boundaries. You know, if there are a friend who's like, oh, but I want you, you guys have to be friends again. Let's figure this out. But you know, in your heart, you don't really want to be friends anymore. Reestablish that boundary of, I know you're friends with this person. I'm not. Let's just keep it clean. Let's focus on our relationship. You focus on your relationship, right? Hey, Vaka. So Vaka says... And if you guys are listening on the podcast, be sure to join us over on YouTube because that's where you can join us live and talk. So Vodka says, most of the time this has happened, it's been for the best and I am celebrating. <laughs> that is true too. That is true too. That's why I say, you know, it really depends on where you are in the friendship relationship journey, right? Sometimes when you get to the end of it and you know it's for the best, there's no grieving period because usually... We've already grieved it within the friendship, the end of it. And by the time it's over, we're ready to go, ready to celebrate. But these are just tools if you so happen to need them to heal after the friendship, right? So you take care of yourself the way you would the ending of any relationship. You focus on your self-care. You reach out for support. You can journal. You can meditate. You can do something creative. You can take care of yourself. You establish healthy boundaries with yourself, the ex-friend, and any mutual friends you may have. And then allow yourself to grieve the end of the friendship or to celebrate it (laughs) as vodka is or to celebrate. You can do that too. So there you have it. Those are what I gave you the reasons why you might want to end a friendship. I gave you the reasons uh, or the steps of how you can end it. And then also a couple of ways that you can heal after the friendship ends. So if anybody has any questions or you want me or want to share where you're listening from, go ahead and drop them down in the comment box. Let me know if you have any questions or comments about that. But yeah, I mean, I know myself, I've had friendships that um, have ended, you know, whether it's they don't want to be friends with me anymore or I don't want to be friends with them anymore. And usually it's, for me, it's usually one thing. Usually it's actually been... I've outgrown the friendship and it's either from a place of I've outgrown the friendship and I've stayed stuck in it. And then the other person displays some of those negative things we talked about at the beginning of the video. And then the friendship naturally ended or I stayed stuck in it. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I actually no longer want to be friends with you. I I definitely had that happen. Hey, Donna D. She goes, I don't know whether you can relate to this to a reality show. Okay. I don't know whether you can relate this to a reality show, but this subject reminds me of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yup, and Melody's during the season. I'm late. Okay. Yes, we can definitely relate this to a reality show, Donna D. And we can do Love and Marriage Huntsville. So, to me, when it comes to Melody, Melody to me is your stereotypical wanna be queen bee. 
And the reason why I say wannabe Queen B is because I think as the seasons have unfolded, I see the qualities and some of the other women as being much more regal, mature, and being that person. For example, I think Kimmy is super strong, really smart, um, very emotionally intelligent, except for, okay, this is a side note when it comes to this, side note. And then we'll get back to the friendship with Kimmy. So with Kimmy, I think in general, she's very mature. She is very um, emotionally intelligent, all those things, except for when it comes to Maurice's cheating allegations. That's when I'm like, girl, miss me with the BS. For one, when she like, oh, I asked him directly about the cheating. He never answered your question directly. He skirted all around the question. And then he basically said, yeah, I was cheating in Atlanta, but without actually saying it. And then she wanted to fault um, Martell by not inviting Martell to Jalen's housewarming party. It's like, so you're mad at Martell for commenting on an Instagram post that your brother-in-law posted proving that your husband lied about a trip where it was pretty much all the boys were dipping it and doing it and busting it wide open. But you want to be mad at Martell, but yet you give your husband a pass? You're not married to Martell. Martell isn't committed to you. So that is the only time where Kimmy, I kind of fault with her, but I digress. Back to friendship dynamics. So to me, Melody is the wannabe queen bee because she is the type of person, and again, this is just my opinion. Let me put my banner on for allegedly. Let me put my banner on for allegedly. Okay, here we go. Because I don't want anybody from Love and Marriage Huntsville coming after me. No, 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 no. Okay, so okay, so the reason why I call her the wannabe is because Melody needs to have someone twofold. One under her in order to be her friend, where she feels in an elevated position. And two, she needs someone to be um her to windmill for her, like her guard dog. And we've seen that in every single season. And if Melody feels like A, you are doing better than her, then she's no longer your friend and she needs to kumbaya in the corner or whatever. Or two, if you're no longer to be her mouthpiece and say things that she doesn't want to get her hands dirty saying, then she no longer wants to rock with you. We saw that in season one. She started out being Tisha's friend, and we saw how that went. And then at first she was beefing with Kimmy, and then she became friends with Kimmy. Then all of a sudden she brought in Tiffany, and then and then Tiffany was beefing with Kimmy, and then Mel and Kimmy had their whole falling out. And then now all of a sudden, and then she brought in Destiny, right? And then Destiny and Melody had their whole falling out. And then now all of a sudden it's Stormy. So it's a pattern of behavior. Melody and Tisha, same pattern, falling out. You're no longer being my mouthpiece or you're calling me on stuff. We have a fallout in my space. You know, she doesn't really mess with Kimmy too, too much. But that's still a little weird relationship there. She did the same thing with Tiffany. Same thing with Destiny. Now there's Stormy. And then what she did with... um. Oh, what's that girl's name? Tisha's cousin was dead wrong. Because if you actually watch the footage back, 
Melody was the one who brought up Tisha and Marcel's relationship. And she was like, oh, so, you know, no one ever talked about their marriage. She had no, she had no questions until I said something. And then Tisha's cousin, who was being a pick me and was being so dirty. I'm sorry. I don't care if you don't rock with your family, you still don't turn your back on them. You could be, if you're, if I'm beefing with my cousin, I'm not, but I'm just saying an example. If I'm beefing with my cousin and somebody else comes in and tries to get me to talk bad about my cousin, it's a hard no. Because we're family. So I thought that was so dirty and so shady and so shysty. And to me, Melody has had a real fall from grace. She doesn't really have friends in the sense of like a true friendship group. She has people that she either keeps around because she makes her to make herself feel better to put herself in the elevated space or she has people around to be her mouthpiece but I have yet to see Melody be a genuine friend it's unless you're doing what I want you to do then I don't have time for you I'm working on my piece Baka says lol hey Donna D Kimmy has to be true to her family more than Martell no see okay this this is the thing this is the thing I agree that Kimmy has to be truer to her family more so than to Martel, but there was no need to, this is what, this is what she did. She projected her embarrassment and shame and hurt of clearly her husband doing some type of dirt. If, even if he did no dirt, he lied. So either way you slice it, he was wrong. Because he, he got caught in a lie. The whole post was exposing him in a lie. So it's not that she has to be truer to her family versus Martel. It's that she didn't need to be mean to Martel at all. If you want to take your husband back, sweep it under the rug, act like everything is cool, and pretend like he actually said he didn't cheat when that's not actually what he said, cool. I get it. Listen. If she wants to forgive her husband and she wants bygones to be bygones and she wants to keep her marriage intact, I understand that 100%. But there's no need to project and to act like Martel is the devil when it was your husband who had the commitment to you, not Martel. That's what I mean. So I'm not, I don't expect her to ever choose Martel over her family. Absolutely not. But I think Kimmy was unable to really address her hurt and her embarrassment and to her husband because she actually she wants to keep her husband her family together she wants to so she is projecting that onto martel because she doesn't have this choose between martel and her husband there's there's no choice there there's there's, there's nothing there martel is their friend and she's married i think She's blaming Martel to make him the bad guy because it's easier to conceptualize in your mind when you're going through a difficult time and it's easier publicly when you don't want to um, be embarrassed to say, no, my husband didn't do anything wrong. It's his shady friend. It's Martel. It's hanging out with Martel. He's the one. How dare you like this post? How dare you comment on this post? You can't come to the party because you made a comment on a post. But I'm going to pretend like my husband didn't cheat on me. 
You see what I'm saying? That's what I mean by Kimmy projecting her own stuff onto Martel. Because at the end of the day, Martel didn't really do anything wrong. Marceau was the one who, who, who uh, did the post. And Maurice was the one who lied. So if your husband didn't lie, there would be no post. And then therefore, there would be no comment. The only people who didn't want Martel at the party was Melody. And Melody is not Kimmy's blood. And um, Kimmy. And the only reason why Kimmy didn't want Martel there was because she was in her feelings about her husband being exposed for lying, which wasn't Martel's fault. You see what I'm saying? Hey, Donna D. She goes, Stormy appears to be doing better than Melody, but she just um, is as petty as Melody. Stormy will serve Melody better than Destiny because Stormy is wealthy. Okay, so this is the thing. Happy brought that up. So it's not so much that Melody is going to use Stormy for what she can get from Stormy. Point blank period. She's going to use Stormy for what she can get from Stormy. She, because even in the first couple episodes, she was going to Stormy's warehouse, asking her all these questions. Where do you get your supply from? How do you do the inventory? Melody is no dummy. She will use Stormy to get all the information so she can apply it to her business. But Stormy is her mouthpiece. That's why you have Stormy beefing with Destiny when Stormy and definitely never had a ever had a beef. Stormy 100% is beefing with Destiny because she is windmilling for Melody. So Melody will use you, get what she wants out of you. She'll be friends with you the way she was friends with Tisha when she thought that Tisha was beneath her. And she'll be friends with you when you are windmilling for her. So Stormy may be wealthy and have more money, but Melody can still use her for insights and business. And just because you're wealthy doesn't mean you have high self-esteem. Because Stormy right now is really auditioning really hard to be Melody's BFF. The same way Tiffany did. The same way Destiny did when she started. The same way Tisha used to be. So yeah, she'll use you. But that's not being a real friend. Mm-mm. Hey, Donna D, Kiki is an educator. She would have known how she would be portrayed on TV and that pajama party. Yeah, she should have known. She should have known. You're right. Hey, Donna D, hate to say it, but there doesn't appear to be any concrete proof that Maurice cheated on Kimmy. Maurice said he answered no to one of a two-part question. So it's not so much that there isn't concrete proof that Maurice cheated on Kimmy. The, it's the underlying insinuation that he did because why did he lie the scott brothers think that they are these mystical magical wordsmiths when they're really not they're just people who tell half truths and to get out of telling the actual truth when Carlos King asked Maurice, have you ever been, when they were talking about the Atlanta, they were talking about the Atlanta trip and all that stuff. And Carlos King asked him, well, have you ever been around um, Arion and Martel? And he was like, no, no, I haven't. He said it straight out like, no, like all loved up. And you saw the look on both Tisha and um, Marcel's face. They both were like, okay, you're absolutely lying. 
And so that's why Marcel posted a picture to be like, you were with us. You were, you were just hanging out. So it's not so much whether or not Maurice, there's concrete evidence that Maurice cheated. It's the implication. It's, it's the crack in the seal. It's the end of window that's there. It's the, if you were, if you weren't doing anything wrong, then why did you lie? And he did lie. He can try and wordsmith it all he wants, do this and that. He did lie. Because the truth is, he was there with them. And he did see Marie, um, Martel and Arianne together. They had been together for years. He did lie. That's why his brother blew up his spot. So it's not so much that this photo proves he cheated, but the photo calls into question, why did you feel the need to lie? And that opens up the door of what are you hiding? What did you do? What else aren't you telling us? Blah, 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 right? And I do think Kimmy was embarrassed. And I do think it made Kimmy stop and think. And that Kimmy was working really hard to have all of these things justify it. But it is what it is. And this is the thing. I don't blame Kimmy for that. You're married to this man. You're in love with this man. You want to keep your marriage together. You want to save space. I get it. A hundred percent. But don't villainize and, and demonize somebody else in order to shift the blame. And that's kind of what I think she was doing. I, I would have more respect for it. And I love Kimmy and I have a lot of respect for her. But it seems like I would have had more respect if she was just like, you know what? I don't care about that post. I don't care about whatever. This is my husband. We're happy. Move it along. Whatever. Da, 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 da. We good. But the need to act like Martel is this awful person for commenting on Marcel's post, it's a bit of a stretch and it's a bit of a projection. I don't fault Kimmy. That's her husband. She wants to keep her family together. I get it. I get it. But I don't think that Martel is the villain in everybody's marriage. At some point in time, People need to take responsibility for themselves and people need to be honest about how their own spouses are moving. Martel cannot make Maurice or Marcel or anybody do anything that they don't want to do. These are grown men. And that was more of what I was saying about the Kimmy and the Martel stuff. Yep. Hey, Donna D. I still think Marcel missed the spot, um, missed the spot about the picture. He should have said that he posted the picture before Martel's mistress posted it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Ah, this is a good conversation. I feel like I should switch to doing a live about the real, um, what do you call it? Love and Marriage Huntsville. Right? I feel like I should do that. Maybe I should. Okay, you guys, I'm going to do that. I'm going to switch to doing a live about Love and Marriage Huntsville, since that's so hot. So be sure to join me. I'm going to switch over to doing a live about Love and Marriage Huntsville. We'll be right back. See you guys then. Bye.
Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.